Welcome to the Random TMCU Movies Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about The Eternals! Yay! Yay. <laughs> it it was better than I expected. Yeah, I had zero I expectations because I didn't know bar, fuck all about any of these people. Bar was real low. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, actually. I, I think I did, too. It My only real complaint is it didn't feel like an MCU movie. I think that was on purpose. That probably possibly i think they're kind of veering um, off their blueprint for phase four and because I get they that. don't want to you've do got, the same shit over and over again got to evolve yeah and i understand that um and, but after having seen the movie and i started digging into the research of the eternals and the deviants i was like oh yeah now i understand why they got to go there yeah why they were so important to introduce okay um and i think you i, I think you don't get a director like chloe Zhao just to she, do the same shit everybody she, else has done she's the one who pitched it Okay, so she was in the running to do Black Widow. Oh, and okay. dropped out to, to pitch Eternals. Okay, that's cool. So, fun fact there. Um, so yeah, she really, and it shows. I think it shows how much the director cared. Well, and so. and also like I know a lot of people before because of course everybody was like oh my god it's a, it's a it's a female director and she's like an auteur and you know like they thought it was gonna be like some artsy shit like you know no and it's like no she did a beautiful like it was beautiful it was beautifully filmed the Visually, cgi yes. was the cgi was great there was cgi she didn't she, try to like she, you know tamp down on that she actually really liked practical effects though yeah but like everything looked really like yeah, it, it, did. it didn't look like an art house version of a of an mcu film no which i think a lot of people um, were worried about well and you you introduced a huge ensemble god there were a lot of them um, bigger than even guardians of the galaxy yeah the first time they showed them all together on that beach and i was like are there fucking nine of them one two three four five i think six, that's what seven, i counted eight nine Ten? ten. There's ten, not counting Kingo's little sidekick. Ah, yes. Or Kit Harrington. Right. So. Jesus. So yeah, that was a. It was a huge cast. Huge cast, and you actually uh, got to know most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly quickly. Yeah, I think they did a really good job with character development, which is something that sometimes the MCU struggles with. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had a thousand, uh, seven thousand year arc. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the I like the fact that they they gave you you know looks through their timeline and everything yes. and I think that was helpful and you got to see their side of human events like the you know yeah. Cortez <laughs> taking over uh you know the well, was it the Aztecs or the it was the Aztecs I think uh, I didn't get that far in yeah. details um I think it was Tenochtitlan but yeah so yeah and I I adore these characters now yeah I, I've, I thought they um, were they I, this job did this movie did a lot of heavy lifting and I think it did it well yeah the second they cast Angelina Jolie I was like I know I was like I don't know Hi. man she's pretty polarized like it's not that she's not a good actress but she can be pretty polarizing in a role she can be and she can also um dominate a scene mm -hmm. really hard yeah she did not no I thought she did a really great job she she played Athena really well yeah um I really really liked her a lot a lot more mm -hmm. than I thought I would same full same so you I liked all of them a lot more I, right you felt for her yeah uh, you felt for all of them in their own way even when they were making terrible terrible decisions yeah Icarus Icarus um <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so pretty though eh, not as pretty as Kit I'm sorry yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> You're biased. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Do love me some Kit Harrington. Yeah. <laughs> he knows nothing. Um so yeah. Uh so how do we wanna arrange this? Um, well, I wanna just kind of briefly go over like we usually do character by character really cool, quick. Cool. Um, but I want to talk about the Eternals as a whole. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's just start with that. Because the Eternals in the comics are not the Eternals in the MCU. Okay. Shocker. <gasps> Shocker. Um, so they were first created by Jack Kirby. Back in 1976. Okay. So, way back machine. It was originally published standalone universe from Marvel. Okay. um, But later retconned. Into being part of the greater. Yeah. Um, Now, later in 2006, Neil Gaiman and uh, John Romita Jr. created a 2006 miniseries, um, which modernized. Okay. Um the Eternals. So that's cool. So originally, um, the Celestials came to Earth a million years ago. Okay. Experimented, and the Eternals and the Deviants were created from proto-humans. Okay. So they are in fact biological. Okay. So they're not. They're not in like canon. Like because I, I guess I thought they were just fancy robots. In the movie, they are. Okay. Um. But in. But that's not to say that the Celestials don't know how to like quote-unquote grow a robot okay but but I, I i told you that because i wanted to tell you this okay the experiments led to other mutations in humans blah 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 blame everything on the celestials um everything yeah everything um but they also did the same on kree and scroll okay which eventually led to led to the um creation of in humans okay so but okay. i but i digress i just want to show i just wanted to show that full circle and you said, you told me before we recorded that there are Kree and Skrull Eternals as well. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. They did the same on, on Kree These and These are just Skrull. the human, quote-unquote, human ones. Yeah. I mean, they, humans aren't the only planet that the Celestials right. experimented on. Um, so, originally, the Eternals were not immortal, and they could breed with humans. However, the result was always, almost always human. Of course, there are exceptions. Right. Um, Athena. So, um, so, there's that. There are five generations of Eternal. Okay. So when we talk about the different characters, we can talk about the different generations. And some of them are actually from Olympia, Greece. I know in the movie they talk about the planet Olympia. Yeah. But they did retcon their origins in the movie. Yeah, because so that's, that's, it's, that's why there. it's like, oh, this is great. Because it's like they're Olympic. They're from, you know, Olympus. And it's like, no, we're from Olympia. And our names are not quite right. Like, you remember it, you know. <laughs> but that comes in with the memory wipe, which has, which does happen in the comics. Yeah. So, some brief uh, trivia. At some point, Icarus and the Eternals come into, confl- and come into conflict with uh, Apocalypse. Okay. The mutant. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Let's God. not. We're not going to talk about that movie. Oscar <sighs> Isaac was I still was cannot wasted. believe that's Oscar Isaac. I still wasted. can't believe it. Wasted. Ugh. But that's exactly right there is exactly why I brought it up. Um, um, and also, um, a thousand years ago, Thor did encounter some Eternals, but okay. the encounter was erased from his mind. Oh, of course it was. Um, because Thor is mentioned in passing. Yeah. In the movie. So yeah. that, that is, but it's to prevent him from learning about the Celestials. Okay. So they, there's a lot of mind erasing going on yeah. here. Um, who s- does the mind erasing, the Eternals or, oh, or the, knows? their Celestials? Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, one last thing that I really wanted to bring up was in the movie, all the Eternals seem to have like a specific power. Yeah. Um, it, in canon, they all have a very base range of powers, mm-hmm. including like floating around. Um, but in the movie, they, 
just gave them apparently just I, one specific. Power. I think that was to make the point that Icarus is more powerful, so to where it could be like, oh, can we fight him? Right, but they all had powers of regeneration, which is why they lived for so long. They all have the power of flight. They all, okay. they all could a lot of just this. Well, I mean, Icarus also has like the Superman eye thingy or Cyclops, depending on. I would like to which, lean towards Cyclops because okay. he ended up being a dick I mean, bag. That does put it all in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, so, you dickbags that shoot lasers out of your eyes, stop being assholes. <laughs> so they did um, minimize, because that would have gotten really complicated, I, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I think um, so too. So yeah, there, there's memory loss that happens, um, except Icarus, and this is canon. I'm still talking about canon, um, so that does happen. Um, Sprite, um, they talk about uh, in canon as being 11-year-old, and the, the movies is 12. I'm not sure what that one year means, but yeah. whatever. Nobody cares. But there's, like, amnesia that happens. The Unimind is a real thing. Ooh, um, that was a terrible name. Yeah, so, so yeah, there's... I, I try not to get too terribly specific, so, so if you guys want to go out there and Google the Eternals, there's a lot. Yeah. This is just some really brief stuff that I thought was interesting. Yeah. Just about them as a whole. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, like we usually do, we can go character by character. Yee. So, I'm going in order of the IMDB listing. Like I think we that us, is that's, smart. That's something we started with, so why not yep. just keep going with yep. it? So, we're going to start with Cersei. Yep. Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan, who was, was previously Minerva. Yep. She's she's Marvel. one of our she's one of our doubles. She did not think she would ever be coming back to the MCU. However, uh, Kevin Feige approached her during the um, press circuit for Captain Marvel. Nope, Asian movie. Oh, Shang Chi. Nope. No. Not Marvel. Oh, Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. That's it. I'm like... The I only was like, that's the only other Asian Marvel movie, Janya. Jesus. <laughs> Not Marvel. <laughs> During that, Kevin Feige approached her yeah, and wanted she, her to she do was, this. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's big up in that. So she really didn't Gemma think. I love Gemma Chan. She really didn't think. So uh, Cersei um, first appeared in the Eternals number three. Uh, was later retconned uh, to line up with the mythological enchantress Cersei. Okay. The C, which yeah. was introduced back in 1963 in the Marvel comics. Okay. That was uh, Strange Tales, 1963. So they did oh, wow. retcon okay. her. Uh, she is a fourth generation Eternal. Okay. She did canonically meet and fall in love with Dane Whitman, a.k.a. the Black Knight, while, and they were Avengers. And Now, here's something that I thought was really interesting is Cersei in the comics is a party planner. They made her a professor. Yeah. And the, yeah. in the movie. And I'm so glad they did. They really updated her. Well, and it made a lot of sense because she did love humans in a way that none of the others exactly. did. But and we'll, so, like, she was shaping young minds. And, that's you that's know. a point we're going to get to in a second. Yeah. Um, her as, as we know, her powers, uh, the word is transmutation. Yeah. Yeah. She's like an alchemist wet dream. Pretty much. <laughs> and in the canon, it was Cersei that got the mad weary. Oh, okay. Not Thena. Okay. Um, so there's that. Um, she is an em empath. Okay. That is one of her uh, powers uh, in the comics. Um, she was in love with Icarus. That whole thing with Icarus was true. Um, so Kevin Feige describes Cersei as the lead character. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is an ensemble, but yeah. she is, is the leader. And so. she was the driving force behind behind not just recognizing that what was happening to earth was wrong but that they had to fix it yes because some of the others were just like i don't know shrug to start i thought she was a little whiny but she did 
grow and change yeah. and become a more of a, a it's it's that thrown into a leadership role kind of yeah situation tro- yeah of I don't um, want to be here but I was chosen I, I don't know how to this yeah. wasn't ever supposed to be me it was yeah. supposed to be Icarus which by the way it was actually Icarus but whatever yeah um but I by the end I liked her okay yeah yeah I think um, she I think she grew a lot in the course of the film yes she absolutely did um so that was, and I thought she was kind of fun to see her grow like that yeah. and to try and, and save the mm-hmm. humans that she loved so much. I mean, you saw that at the beginning, that's, Icarus was like, I need to learn about the people because yeah. in order to be with you, yeah. I have to be and it's with like, them. Yeah. Well, so, but that, and that showed a certain level of love coming mm-hmm. from <clears throat> Icarus, who was played by Richard Madden. That's just a nice little segue there. He's so pretty. He is pretty. And they... The accents. They all, they had their accents. I know. That was so nice. Richard Madden had his accent. It was which, so nice. Which he fought against in Game of Thrones, by yeah. the way. Um, he is a third generation Eternal. Okay. He was in the very first comic of the Eternals. Okay. Um, his, his human name, you're going to love this. Oh, God. Ike Harris. Oh, that's so dumb. I know. That's so I dumb. Know. I love it. I love it. It's terrible. I love it. Um, and he was killed in the comics and he came back. So do not be surprised if we see him again. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the thing with, with Marvel. Like, it's like, yeah, he flew into the sun. Wink. <laughs> like, I sure. Mean, he's dead. He did, um, pick up his, um, namesake. Well, that multi multiverse puts everything back on the table. I mean, you're right. You're right. So yeah. Uh, his powers are described as just cosmic energy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. He's kind of like, kind of like Superman Cyclops hybrid. He is. He's a Superman knockoff. And they make a comment about that in the movie, which I thought was hilarious because DC is now canon in the Marvel universe. Yeah, because they mentioned Superman. As is Hot Tub Time Machine. That is very true. So Sebastian Stan. Oh, God. As Sebastian Stan. As Sebastian Stan is a person Oh God! In the Marvel Universe. That. Oh, that that hurts me. I know. I just have to bring that up as many times as I possibly can. It's who I am as a person. Yeah. So, um, now reading, um, we didn't do writer director. Oh, can you look that well, up? Well, we did Chloe Zhao. We talked a little bit about Chloe Zhao. So she's uh, she actually did the screenplay too, mm-hmm. um, with a couple other people. Okay. Yeah. Well, she did pitch it. Um, her take on Icarus was influenced influenced by. The Zack Snyder Superman. I mean, okay. Um, she hasn't done a ton of stuff. Um, she, uh, she, the, what she's known for, of course, is what she won the Oscar for, which is Nomadland, um, which she adapted to the screen and directed. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got good vision. But yeah, like I, she's she's one of those people that you look up her IMDb and you go, oh my god, they they trusted a big budget thing to this new they person do that, though but they, they do that and i think marvel has like we've talked about they're making a more conscious decision to include more women and more people of color and she is both we will talk about the diversity in this film so yeah at some point absolutely yeah. um so yeah she had a hand in the screenplay and then of course she directed it and then the screenplay was also by uh patrick burley okay. ryan furpo and kaz furpo okay Those sure some names yeah whatever um okay so yeah uh cool 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 okay um yeah because i just 
thought about that because yeah. I just saw we, that her take on Icarus yeah. was influenced by Superman. Um, and so Madden, which he had some humor to him, and he wasn't like a complete just sad sack asshole. Which because I I do not care for Zack Snyder's DC shit. True, and 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 I was reading somewhere that Madden was working on a way to keep from making Icarus just appear as being bored all the yeah. time. Yeah, that while he was supposed to be a very stoic um, character. Yeah, that he didn't want him to seem like he was just bored all the time. Because you did, you had like, but part, I mean, he's thousands of years old, and he had his memory. Part of the premise, you're gonna be bored. Part of the premise, though, was that like we were with him until we weren't. You thought he was, you know, yeah, he a played good it guy, well. He played and it he well. Thought he was a good guy. Um, so yeah, like I, I never felt like, oh, I should have known he was an asshole. The only thing that I was like, oh, that fucker, was the laser eyes. Is the only thing. Yeah, the first time I saw the laser I eyes, like, mm, I was like, seriously? Fucking Cyclops vibes. But, I mean. But, yeah. I think for what the character was, mm-hmm. it was a good character. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he was kind of on their He was not an anti-hero. Anti-villain? Maybe. Maybe. That's what you would. Because he was not an anti-hero. No, he was not. Um. So maybe an anti-villain, and like that's the thing. It's it, and that's very gray. The big crux of this whole of this whole like, should we be letting the Celestials do what they do because we're talking billions versus? Okay, listen, he wasn't wrong. No, that's the thing. It's just it's a nobody, shitty conundrum. Nobody was wrong. Yeah, everybody was right. Yeah, because I mean, from Icarus's point of view, this is what they've been doing for. Millennia, thousands, and yeah, th- th- hundreds, millions, and thousands. And, yeah, yeah, what exactly. Was it? Uh, Ajax has been doing it for a million years. Yeah, um, and you're you're populating the. I mean, this is literally giving life to the the opposite of what Thanos was doing. Exactly. So to sacrifice one, I mean, if you think about, it, forget the Earth to yeah. sacrifice one planet for, to give birth to billions. Yes, yeah. because they're right. No, that's like no the question. universe will stagnate. Without them right? doing this. But I, I do... I do ad- feel like the fucking Celestials could come up with a better goddamn way. I mean, talk about the Big Bang. Okay, yeah. we're just gonna... Like, can you invent that a battery there. that it can suck on instead <laughs> of, like, the entire planet full of people? Right. Um. Anyway, we're digressing yeah. a little bit. So, uh, yeah, Icarus was a good character. Because, I mean, there's so many characters. Yeah. So, Athena, um, yes, Angelina Jolie. Who I actually really enjoyed. Uh, Athena first appeared, Eternals number five. Uh, she is a third generation. Okay. Um, eternal um she uh her continuity was retconned um as uh minerva okay aka athena yeah uh, which which was introduced in the comics in 1940 wait the same minerva that Gemma chan was mythological god minerva aka athena that minerva who was introduced in the 1940s right in the comics so no because athena became minerva not men not men minerva okay minerva gotcha Two totally different people. Yeah. But you're right to ask. So, um, yeah, Athena and Crow, who, which if nobody knows, that's the name of the, the master deviant. Who was Bill fucking Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. I did not know that going in. Her and Athena and Crow were really close. Okay. Yeah, they had twins. Okay. So there's that. Um, so the, the, the hint of sexual tension that you see between when they them. Fight. Is a nod to that, okay. so that's interesting. Um, so her ability is a cosmic energy from her hands. Um, heat, light, concussive force, um, that kind of thing. 
So um, she is the one in the in the movie that suffers from the mad weary. Yeah, um, and that's not M A D weary. That's M A H D W Y hyphen R Y. Jesus M- Christ, mad Yeah, God. Anyway. Um, sure, whatever. But <laughs> it does sound like mad weary, which absolutely makes sense if your memory is being wiped over and over, and it starts yeah. to 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 blend through. Her portrayal of the PTSD mm-hmm. um, got me, yeah, got me right, right yeah. there, yeah. You know, because uh, they're, portrayed they're it I mean, so I know well. these are like you know uh, eternal beings, but like the fact that they're and, and they did this and they did this in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're yes. talking about more Iron Man mental health issue. Iron Man, Iron Man three. Well, he was having the panic. They attacks. talked about it a little in. Um, a little in Loki, they're being more inclusive of like these guys may have powers and stuff, but they're not they're not in any way perfect, and they're still susceptible to yes. some of the shit normal people are susceptible to. So Absolutely. it was nice to see that treated and treated so respectfully. Mm-hmm. Very well done, and you could see the depths of it mm-hmm. uh, in played on her face, which yep. Angelina Jolie does have. If you know anything about her, she's been through she's been through some shit. Yep, <clears throat> I. Not going to say she's not 100% innocent, but yeah. she's been through some shit. So, yeah. Um, I think her, her seeing her as a blonde, though, was really weird. It was very, that it was very jarring. Threw me for a little bit of a loop. Yeah. But it's very uh, canonical. Yeah. Her costume. Yeah. Was pretty cool. Um, so then there was Ajak, who uh, originally was a male. Yeah. They did several gender swaps in this, by the okay. way. Um, so nice to see Selma Not just Hayek. Selma Hayek. I hate that she's, uh, she, she started out dead. I know. I know. When we saw that she was dead so early, like, I was glad we at least got her in flashbacks. Um, yeah, because I was like, how is she dead already? I know. I've seen the trailers. Yeah. Um, but So we did get to see her in yeah. a lot of the, uh, the flashbacks. Originally in the Eternals, number two. Um, also appeared in Secret Invasion. Oh, okay. So will we, won't we see her Well, that's the thing. Secret we don't invasion? know if Secret Invasion is going to be, fl- be flashback or not. Um. Exactly. We don't know. But I just wanted to bring that up just in okay. case. I just wanted to mention that. There's hope. Get your internet points in. Right. Um, so Ajax is, has assumed the identity of the Incan god Tecumotzin. Okay. And the Aztec god Q-E-T-Z-A-L-C-O-A-T-L. Kutuzotl? Sure. Um, but also third generation. So all of these Eternals that we're dealing with are in the in the. So they did kind of what they did with, with some of the other teams where it's like they picked the ones that they didn't just go, oh, let's. Oh, let's yeah, there's the so there are so, yeah. so many more. They yeah. really just took a, a, a small uh, portion of them. Uh, power is uh, cellular regeneration, um, which technically all the Eternals have because that's how they live so long. Okay. But whatever. Yeah. Um, they specifically gave that like, to her. Yeah. Like like on on crack um but she also is like a bridge between the eternals and celestials but that's because she was the prime eternal okay um yeah because she had the the bali thing yeah um so uh now they did change the character from man to a woman and hayek salma Mm -hmm. um really leaned into that because apparently ajak was kind of feminine Mm -hmm. um and it made her kind of a mother figure Okay. Which she really leaned into. Yeah. Um, which I loved. So I, I, I loved her. Um, she seemed a little arrogant that she could, 
you know, she tried to control them because she knew all along what was going on. Yes. Icarus yes, she knew didn't. From the she get- didn't tell Icarus until they split up. Right. But she may, she knew from the get go. She knew all along. But she's literally been doing this for a millennia. Yeah. And so, um, or a million years. That's not a millennia, is it? No. No. Um, and she tried to keep them on task. Yeah. But I, I love that she recognized at one point that they needed to just go live. That she couldn't keep them under her thumb yeah. Yeah. together. Um, Without the threat of the deviants. Exactly. And it was like, we're y'all, cool. Y'all need We've to go. G- we still got shit to do when time comes. Just pass but... the time. Just needed to pass the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they needed something to do. Yeah. So um, she recognized that, which. And I don't know. Maybe she thought they would become disillusioned with humans. And when it came out what they were really doing, that they'd be cool with it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, that brings us to Kingo. Okay. Um, Come on then, Johnny. Yes. Love uh, him so much. Absolutely. He's a fourth generation um, Eternal. The Eternal's number 11, May 1977. Originally, uh, Kingo was Japanese. Oh, okay. Learning the ways of the samurai and swordsmanship, but was uh, still a major action film star. But like oh, martial okay. arts and stuff, as okay, opposed and they made to, it Bollywood. As opposed to Bollywood, amazing. But who did they hire for the part? They leaned into his heritage, right. and switched it over to Bollywood. So right. it's kind of the same, but they leaned into. So this is, and this is he where has a uh, Pakistani heritage, if I'm not mistaken. Very much, uh, kind of like a colorblind casting. Yeah. Um. So because. This this really helped, um, in a in a sense. So they changed that just enough so that it was kind of the same, yeah. But made it work for him. Um, he said he tried to uh, combine the wisecracking attitude of John McClane. Oh my and god! And the look of Bollywood actors. Um, he's also studied Errol Flynn films and some of the original Zorro films. Okay, to kind of have that, you know. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Um, so that's that's a lot of fun. So his uh, Karan. Uh, was his little sidekick dude? Yes, who I love that man so much. I, he was in Run Fat Boy Run, and I love him. Uh, that's Harish Patel. Yes, and he was—I mean, he's not canon, but he was absolutely. He gave gave us the audience the point perspective, of view, perspective, yeah, audience perspective. Like, I'm just a human. I'm just here. Yeah, uh, I so love he him. He was adorable. Uh, so let's talk about Sprite just a little bit. Sprite is a fifth generation. Okay. Sprite went from male to female in the comics. Okay. Um, sometimes was one, sometimes was the other. Um, very, um, androgynous. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, the Eternals number nine in 1977, uh, claiming to be the inspiration for Puck and Peter Pan. That tracks. Uh, with that playful behavior. Yeah. Pranks. Was their storyteller. Yes. And, and, and all of that, um. Uh, can project lifelike illusions. Like, I'm not real sure how that's supposed to help fight deviants, but whatever. I kind of wondered that myself. Like, I mean, but although we do see it in London, she can confuse them at least. Did she run up into the face and start singing the lyrics to Hotel California? <laughs> yes. A.K.A. Katie. Sorry, I just rewatched that like two days ago and it was so much fun. Should have. But, um, um and so I, I thought like, I, I, it's one of those things where the actress, uh, Lila McHugh, um, doesn't have her age listed and they usually don't when they're, when they're youngins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she did a great job of being that world weary. I'm 7,000 plus years old, to be, but also uh, I'm a child to be mature and yeah. the physical appearance of a child. Yeah. Um, 
Now, they, they kind of leaned on the more 2006 version of Sprite, the Neil Gaiman run. Okay. Um, so that's cool. Um, oh, and she's in love with Icarus, which which was weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do like how Kingo compared it to Peter and Tinkerbell. And Tinkerbell. And Wendy, yeah. Um. But it helped give the audience that perspective too. Yes. And they made it clear that like, I don't know, it, it was still a little squicky because it's going to be, but also it's always going to be if a quote unquote young person is, you know, has uh, decided that an older person is their crush. But is he really an older person? Not really. No. That's the thing. It's just the bodies that they happen to be in. Which Um, why, why choose to make Sprite the only kid? Why? Well, it's not like the Celestials give a shit. Yeah. But, like... I know, I know, I know, I know. But then, you know, you don't have this I think they were just really playing off of the Puck, Peter Pan arc. Um, So, anyway, and I I know there's... This is talked about in our feedback some. I understand why they turned her human Mm -hmm. in the movie. Yeah. um, Because that way they can keep the actress... And have her be able to grow up as a like, yeah. actual person, yeah. and still be able to use her later in the movies. Um, so that was, but also that happened canonically. Plus, they're building young Avengers. Exactly, we've seen it. Yeah, like they are recruiting youngins. Yeah, so she could be a part of that. Okay, so that's going to bring us to Phaistos. Uh huh. That's what we're going to call him, my sweet boy. Um, so that's Brian Tyree Henry. Apparently, the first canonical gay superhero okay in the mar in the mcu okay there that's what they're saying because we didn't call captain marvel gay but we all know we all know but also uh valkyrie yeah which we again we never said from what i've read they're going to make her canonically bisexual in the new thor movie yes that they're going that's what i've heard that i've heard that as well whether they do or not we'll see so he's but he is outright in your face. Yep. Husband and child. Gay black man. Yep. And I was like, they're going to kill him. I've always loved Hephaestus too. He's, I've always had a soft spot for him in mythology. So the, uh, I really, li- I, I really liked Fair. him. I just really thought they were going to do the kill your gay oh, or God. kill your black guy. There, he had two tropes against he him. He did. He did. And he lived. I know. I know. <laughs> And he lived to stay on Earth with his family. They didn't take his family away. No. Um, and now his. But he did get abducted at the end of the movie with the other Eternals that they were all. They abducted. You're right. The ones when, that stayed um, on Earth got Ash- abducted. Ashram. Yeah. Ashram. Yeah. Abducted. He was abducted. With yeah. Him. Oh, so, okay. So he is a third generation. Okay. Um, Hephaestus, Vulcan. Yeah. Pick whichever yep. mythology you want to go with. Greek because the Romans are a bunch of copycat bastards. <laughs> So, um, yeah, his technological whatever um, was supposed to help. Okay, it's a it's a steam engine. You're gonna have to dial it back, buddy. But <laughs> my dude. But but buddy. Okay, here have a hoe. Um, I mean, it was a plow. big deal that Cersei gave him a metal knife. Like when she transformed <laughs> it, that was a big fucking deal. It's like, my dude, we're gonna have to dial it the fuck back. Right. Um, I did love him. I thought he I'm was great s- from the second I saw the trailer. Yeah. Oh, fall, yeah. Fall collection. Yeah. Ikea. Yeah. He I'm was like, great. You're, you're, you're the one. Yep. I, I choose you. Yep. And he remained. You know um, who I chose. The one. His sarcasm throughout the mm-hmm. movie 
was so on point now because with some people with their because like with icarus some of his sarcasm got a little, a little grating yeah but Faisto, mwah, yeah beautiful so let's talk about makari she was not in it as much as i thought she was gonna be i think they're setting her up i hope so um so that's lauren ridloff mm-hmm. our first who uh, death uh superhero absolutely first uh deaf superhero in the mcu uh the character in the comic books was male oh okay okay uh first appeared in the eternals run of course aka uh for okay so she's fourth generation but aka hurricane or mercury okay so that's um so yeah she did start doing some running in anticipation of the role but then she shifted to muscle building okay to make her look more like a sprinter Oh. As opposed to a runner. Okay. Which is really interesting. The fact that she put that much thought into it. Yeah. Which is great. I adored her. I saw her. She signed uh, Eternals at one of their press junkets. And she taught mm-hmm. the whole cast how to sign it. Yeah. It was really great. She is a... I mean, yeah. They're, they're bringing in... Um, just this, this is such a diverse cast. So we have uh, a, a, a deaf actor who... They hired her. She happens to be deaf. Let's make the character deaf. Yeah. Um. You've got PTSD. Mm-hmm. You've got a several different uh, races going on. <laughs> Multiple <here>. brown people. <laughs> yeah, you you have you had a Hispanic. You had Asian. Mm-hmm. You've got um, African American. Yep. Um, uh, Cersei, who's uh, is she Asian American or she's I don't know where she's from. Honestly, I'm sorry. Uh, let me look Gemma Chan up. I yeah. think because she has. Let's see. She's uh, she's British by birth, but like okay. her, I don't. Her background is. I do not know. It does not say. Okay. Well, I mean, even um, but she's you know of Asian descent. Obviously. So I mean, we we did have uh, uh, Richard Madden, who is is he Scottish? He's Scottish. Scottish, yeah. and then um, and they let him have his his. He accent. had his accent, but and they let Macari have her accent, yeah. and Kingo had his accent. Kit, Kit, they may lean more into uh, London than Northern. Yeah, but they're trying. Yeah, for Dane, but like, but listen, white man. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, Macar. I love Macar. I love Macari's relationship with Druig. Same not, not Druid. No, Druig. This is Druig. when I would have loved subtitles. Um, because so. it took, it was halfway through the movie when I saw them mention Druig in another language and i saw his name like on it and i was like yeah yeah oh, fuck i thought his name was druid all right nope cool. druid cool. with a g so played by <laughs> barry keoghan fourth generation yeah uh eternals number 11 blah 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 um that that man had no business being that attractive in that movie I know. no business None. because he is my None. new boy None. but and he was he played emo my dark-haired anti-hero boy yeah, he played emo, and he just wanted to be left alone. Yep. He 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 wanted everybody to be nice to each. He's like, why can't people? I can make them be I can nice. Make, why can't I just make, I can them? make them? Why be is nice. it wrong that I can't just make them? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and he wants to do the whole world, but he's like, you know, that that keeps them. They won't develop, and he, yeah. he saw that, so he got his own little commune going on. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty cool. It was uh, Tenochtitlan, by the way. The uh. It was the sack of Tenochtitlan when he finally was like, fuck okay. you all, I'm leaving. Okay. Cool. Um, so finally I want to talk about uh, Gilgamesh. Oh, he was not in My it enough. My heart hurts so much for him. Ugh. Now, Gilgamesh played by... Uh, Ma Dong-sek. Thank you. Um, second generation. As Don Lee, though. Apparently he's 
credited uh, he's credited with a more americanized name um, by the looks of it um but he is a second generation eternal okay showed up in the eternals number 13 um he's also known as the forgotten one or hercules okay okay Um, he is the strongest avenger i mean the strongest eternal uh deep connections to thena um he was very excited to pursue this role because he wanted to inspire a younger generation as a the first Korean superhero. Yes. And one thing I really liked about him is um, he was a big dude and he was built. Very large man. But they didn't... He had a different body type than like your Chris Evans built dude. Yes. Um, they let him be a little thicker. And it, mm-hmm. that's not to say it wasn't all fucking muscle, because it was. Yeah, it was. Um, but like, but the, also matured muscle. Yes, and the that was one thing I really, I really appreciated about this movie too was the variety of body types. Yes, not just ethnicities and gender, but the variety of body types. So seeing a big dude, big strong, like he's fucking Gilgamesh, and uh, you saw Sprite at one point telling the story of Gilgamesh and what is it, Enkidu? Um, sure. The the legend. And this is, he's this big dude and, but it's, it wasn't superhero cut like you've seen with some of the other guys. So I like, it's, it's like, like Thor or Captain America. Yeah, it's like bigger dudes. Black Look, Panther you even. Be, you can be strong and <clears throat> not also be, you know, your waist is the size of, you know, the bottom cut. tip of a, of a Dorito. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I really, I really appreciated the variety of body type. And Druig is a great example. He was oh, very so strong, wiry and very thin? strong, but very wiry and very thin. Very thin, not yes. like stacked. Well, so, well, Icarus was thin. Exactly. They never. They well, there was that one scene with his down the beach when they were yeah. naked. But like, <laughs> you know, um, we only saw his back. And Gilgamesh's relationship with Thena was Ugh. so. I don't want to call it organic. But you could you translate it. it. You could translate yep. it as romantic. You could translate it as platonic. Yep. Either way, and I they just absolutely loved each other. adored it. Yes. Yeah. And oh, I, it killed me when he died. I was like, no. Oh, I know. I don't. Accept I know. This. I was very, very upset because I loved him so much because yeah. of his. He's this big, strong dude who's like his strength literally rivals Thor. Yeah. Okay. And to see him be so gentle with her. I know. Oh, hold that, my the hand. The two sides and, of him. Yeah. And yes. Oh. Stay. And he's... he's Just a, stay. He's a cook. And like... Oh, I know. Yeah. He was very he is like maternal with them. taking care of her. And all of them when they all came to visit. Yes. And so it was very nice to see that okay. dichotomy. That When that pie fell to the ground, I was so upset. I know. I was about too. I was pie. like, no. Not the pie. <laughs> um... So, so yeah, yeah, but he also, uh, the actor has uh, some boxing training. Okay. So he was able to use that for okay. the film, which I thought was great. Yeah, because they gave him the the, the, the gloves stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like that was really cool. Um, yeah, I liked how that, that detail that they gave them. Yeah. The little details like that. Uh, Druig's eyes would glow. Yeah. Makari's speeding around the world. Um, okay, so that's the Eternals. Uh, Dane Whitman, I don't want to get too much into because we're going to talk about him in the end credit stuff. Okay. Um, Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Jon Snow. He knows nothing. Knows nothing. Um, he, um, but like I said, we'll, we'll talk about him in the Black Knight later. I walked into this thinking that he was an Eternal. I did too. I don't know why. I 
apparently some friends of mine that went with me one time when I saw it, they were like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, really? I what? didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. I just, I was trying to avoid stuff though. Same. I, cause I didn't want to be biased by, cause like I wanted to walk in exactly. not knowing, cause like this was a team I knew nothing about. Exactly. And how many times have I researched MCU movies mm-hmm. and then gone to see the movie and been disappointed? Yep. So I've tried oh, to avoid do doing that. Yeah. Oh, they didn't do this. Or, yeah. Oh, why didn't they do that? So I, I'm yeah. trying to stay away from that these days. Um, but uh, this particular iteration of the character uh, first appeared in the Avengers number 47 in December of 1967. Okay. Um, and there are several different Black Knights. But like I said, we will get into that when we talk yeah. about the end credit scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I don't want to. But I, I loved this Kit in this role. This was just his prequel. He was not Jon Snow. No. And when we saw the scene between Richard Madden and Kit Harington, I was like, oh, no. Are they going to lean into the They whole... didn't. Yeah. They yeah. didn't. They kind of butted heads a little bit because mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend new boyfriend yeah and it it worked um and dane's acceptance of cersei's yeah he didn't immediately go oh god you're more powerful than me this oh, is i'm gonna creepy. freak out yeah. i'm gonna throw oh, no like, this is the worst yeah. how dare you or no i don't believe you or nothing yeah. he's just like okay cool we're gonna roll with this yep yep so yeah um, i i liked i and this was you could tell this was just his his opening you know, just to... This was his introduction. Just to introduce him He's, into the world. This is... Uh, yeah, because I was like, they have wasted Kit Harrington. Yeah. Uh, in this film. If you're going to... If MCU is going to hire Kit yeah. Harrington, this was a waste. Yeah. But no, he's he's for later. This was his introduction. <laughs> there's so much that was set up in this movie, and I think Michael says something about this in his email, that okay. there's so much fallout from this that we won't see for several years. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that they're setting up here. So let's talk about Crow, the Deviant Crow. He yeah. was the um, the mutated one, the one that absorbed the abilities. Yes. Bill Skarsgård, of course it's Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, he did appear in the, the original Eternals comic in 1976. Um, he did. Okay. He did. He's he, in... D.E.D. dead. Yeah, when, from what I was reading in this, they're like, he's he died in the movie, so... But again, the same CU, who knows what's coming back. Um... He didn't have a whole lot of dialogue in this, um, but he, the, and again, we've already talked about the romantic tension between him and Thena because that was a thing. Yeah. Um, Thena did live, go to live among the deviants for a while and Crow was her soulmate and blah, 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 blah. So they kind of, they kind of showed that. Um, but the, the deviants Eternals are far more closely related than they originally led us to believe, but. Okay. Whatever. Um, I didn't realize, I didn't even, when watching it, I didn't even think about, oh, I wonder who's playing that role. Yeah, I didn't either. I just. I just. And I should have known better. I like know. I, I should have known MCU. better. Fucking Bill um, Skarsgård, man. So. It's been a while since we've had a Skarsgård involved in the MCU. <laughs> it's not Daddy Skarsgård, and that's who I miss. I know. Uh, so, yeah. Um, there are Easter eggs, but we kind of already have talked about them. Yeah. Um, like who they resemble, uh, who the character, like Cersei is Cersei and Thena, Thena and, and so on and so forth. Um, so I'm just going to run through some trivia real quick. Um, other than the DC universe is canon now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, we don't know which iteration though, whether it's just the comics or the movies or what. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Angelina jo- Jolie signed up to play Thena because of her desire to support Chloe. Okay. And her vision. So okay. that was her connection. Um, originally, 
uh, Angelina Jolie wanted her role to be just like kind of like a cameo. And then when she got the script, she was really surprised at the size of it and that she, she really just kind of threw herself into it um, and created a fighting style for Thena. It was really cool. It really was. It was kind of a... It was interesting. Yeah. Um, this is the first MCU movie since Incredible Hulk to receive a PG-13 rating. Sexual content. Oh, yeah. That was the mm-hmm. most sexual shit we've seen in an MCU movie. Oh, I know. There were two naked people. We saw the naked bodies. We saw his <gasps> And they had the sex. She had shoulders. Yeah. Uh, so the ship was called the Domo, uh-huh. which is the name of an eternal. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, of course it nice. is. Um, and this is just a, a personal, because I have to throw this out there. Uh, other people who were considered for the role of Druig, uh, Luke Evans, Rami Malek, Ian McShane, Keanu Reeves. Jesus. Nah, I just had to throw that out there because Keanu Reeves. Ian McShane, though. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Harish Patel, who plays Karun, mm-hmm. is a veteran Bollywood actor. I love him. Go see Run, Fat Boy, Run if you haven't. It's great. It's got Simon Pegg. It's so much fun. Um, okay, so yeah, here's where we talked about um, Chloe took her name off the list for Black Widow and started pitching in, uh, the Eternals to Nate Moore. That's cool. Um, said she had a spect- uh, Feige says she had a spectacular pitch for the film, a very bold, uh, ambitious sprawling of a 7,000-year story. Um, so... The notion of switching up genders and sexualities and ethnicities of characters from the comics, uh, which is part of why the reason they were pushing for this film. So that's cool. Oop. Too much scrolling. Too much scrolling. <gasps> oh, damn it. I did it again. I just. Okay. I don't know what I just did. Sorry. Technical. Operating issues. Okay. So in 2019, reports started circling that the film. Uh, was expected to feature Marvel's first gay superhero. Yep. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con in July, they confirmed it by Kevin Feige and announced that Tessa Thompson's character would be uh, bisexual in Love and Thunder. But that won't be released until 2022. Right. Uh, Okay, so uh, apparently Angelina Jolie was originally considered for Diana Prince in Wonder Woman, so I'm kind of glad she didn't get that. Yeah. Because Gal Gadot, beautiful. Um. And I, I have to bring this up at the near the end of the movie when Dane Whitman consists, confesses his feelings for Cersei and they make Kit Harrington utter the words, I love you, Cersei. Millions of Game of Thrones fans everywhere just groaned. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. You didn't? No, I didn't. I, my mind goes mythology. You know this. Fair. But Game I of Thrones. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw that, I was like, seriously? <laughs> they made him utter those words. <laughs> Kit Harrington had to say those words. So, all right. Let's talk about in credit scene number one. This is where Star Fox, a.k.a. Eros, and Pip. Okay. A.k.a. Patton Oswalt. Who That's is now all also in the know. MCU twice as Koenig and Pip. But uh, Agents of Shield, I sorry, Agents of Shield is not MCU. It's not canon. It's still the MCU. It was, it's just not it canon should be. MCU. It should be. Okay, so um, yeah, they just apparently decide to show up. So we got Harry Styles and Patton Oswalt. 
I I will tell you I was I was spoiled on Harry Styles being Thanos's brother and all I could do for like the week after I heard about it was picture a weird grimace purple Harry Styles. Yeah, so but they they made him like have his normal face and be you know How hot. is he the brother of Thanos? I have no fucking idea. I guess and and I think you brought this up when we were leaving was I don't know maybe the same way Nebula and um Gamora are no. Thanos's quote unquote daughters. No, they they are they are bro- they are brothers. Thanos is an eternal. Why does Thanos look like a purple Joss Whedon motherfucker? He has a mutant gene. Oh god. Of course he does. Oh god. Of course he does. Uh, anytime the mutants are brought up, I'm excited and tired at the same time. <laughs> they often bring up Thanos and they talk about him being a titan. He is from the planet. And I thought that was his like Race. titan no yeah he is his in species or whatever uh him and eros are third generation um star fox originally appeared in the invincible iron man number 55 in february of 1973 so we're just gonna go ahead and put that out there we'll talk about thanos in a second uh pip the troll made his comic debut in strange tales volume 2 number 179 in february of 1975 he is a prince who got transformed into a troll after imbibing a little too much alcohol Okay. He is a sidekick to the godlike being Adam Warlock. Oh, okay. Who we know is going to be in um, Guardians 3 and they've cast Will Poulter. Absolutely. So, yeah. So Thanos uh, was born on Saturn. So when they talk about Titan, we're talking about Saturn's moon. Okay. Literally. He is the son of Oh, he's from our universe. Mm -hmm. Oh. He, uh, yeah. And so uh, the Eternals are Lars and Suisan are his parents okay and he is the brother of eros uh he carries the deviant gene okay because the, this is why i was talking about the eternals and the deviants being more Bigger. related than we we yeah. originally were led to believe so thanos does carry a deviant gene Fucking course he does. and he has the physical appearance of this quote-unquote cousin race okay. so his mom tried to kill him dad said no um, I mean, you know, sometimes you want to kill your children. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about so, it. But him and Eros apparently would only play with, or Thanos would only play with Eros's children. Uh, Thanos became fascinated with nihilism and entropy, <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> uh, worshiping and eventually falling in love with the physical embodiment of the mistress death. I'm sure we talked about this on a previous podcast. I think uh, we podcast. did. I think we did. Exactly. Yeah, he falls in love with death, and that's where the rest of his story just falls apart. Um. So, yeah. Thanos is actually an Eternal. And Harry fucking Styles is in the MCU now. So, yeah. So I'm really trying to figure out how they're going to retcon the Eternals being robots and Thanos. Yeah, because they specifically said built. So that's, yes. That's, and that's how, that's how they're getting around the snapped right. thing. How, why they didn't None of get them, snapped. Because None they're of them not, were snapped. Yeah. Um, they're not fully Which organic life. the explanation of and we're we're really avoiding the whole celestial um immer, not immersion what do they call it oh the uh, emergence yeah the emergence yeah where they, they, literally... they had it in the trailer but it wasn't in the movie about how when everybody came back it created so much energy in the universe that this emergence oh yeah well how long do we have we've got seven days that whole part only part of that scene yeah how long do we have seven days yeah that scene was was there but but the rest of it was cut 
Yeah, they didn't make it clear why. Okay. Oh, that's, that they didn't talk place. about how the snap, undoing the snap yeah. brought it back. Yeah, so that was, so yeah. Um, so that explains why they weren't, um, why they weren't snapped. Uh, okay. Also, why didn't you help out with this and that and all these other things? Well, you know, we were told not to. Yeah. Which makes sense from a celestial standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because the, the planet had to evolve on its own. To a certain point before, yeah. Yes. The planet yeah. literally was creating its own energy to feed the celestial right. seed it was incubating. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's really... And, and Okay, so here's what's really going to get your goat is the celestials who are create the cre- all of creation and they're making all this other right. stuff created Thanos... Who wanted to get rid of half the half the universe? Yeah, I feel like his ass should have been pruned at some point. <laughs> like, do the celestials not just go eat? Yeah, why did they not interfere with his bullshit? I'm really hoping we get some kind of explanation at some point because he was just and like that's not the only group because this what if brought in the whole like watcher and the multiverse and like multiverse. There are so many like high level groups. Of people in the cosmos that could have stopped that shit mm-hmm. that were just like, I don't know, let, let's play it out. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, wh- why? And f- they let it happen for five years. Yeah. And they were just like, this is fine. It's fine. So it's like, yeah. Like the Celestials did nothing. Yeah. Mm. Did he snap out half the Celestials? I, I don't know. That's a that's a good fucking question. Right? I just now thought of that. Were they included in the half the... That's like a fucking question. I mean, like, the Celestials did all this work to populate the universe, and Thanos undoes half of it, literally. God. So, yeah, I don't... That's... They got a lot of explaining to do there. Yeah. So, all right, so let's talk about the second end credit scene. Okay. Um... So there is a scene earlier where Cersei gives him... It's his birthday, and he gives... Gives, uh... Gives him the crest... Yes. And she plays she yeah. plays it off. Oh, it's on eBay. No. No. No, that's girl, a real no. that's a real thing. <laughs> um I wonder if Macari went and found it for him for her. Um so that's his crest. Right. So um Dane Whitman, aka the Black Knight, he is actually the third to carry the name. And they mentioned the Ebony Blade earlier in the film. They as do, well. they do not just the Ebony Blade, yeah. but Excalibur, mm-hmm. which are related because the Ebony Blade was made by <gasps> Merlin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, we already talked about how this particular iteration, when he was created, he is a descendant of uh, the original Black Knight. He is the nephew of the second Black Knight, who was a supervillain. Okay. And he has now inherited the mystical sword, um, which carries a curse, by the way. Um, Of course it does. Um, And so he's going to you know, restore honor or whatever. But the Ebony, uh, the Ebony Blade being cursed, it, every time it draws blood, it drives the user closer to madness. So Cool. That'll be fun. That's fine. So here's a fun fact that, that I thought was really interesting. So when Dane Whitman is looking for this blade, um, he goes through a couple of fakes, but he gets the real one from Wakanda. Oh, okay. Huh. Uh, yeah. All okay. right. So there's that. Oh, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then, uh, so there's Blade. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Fucking Mahershala Ali, who's another twofer in the MCU, even though the questionable canonness of Luke Cage, who the fuck Again, knows? that's the same like with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's, mm-hmm. mm, 
is it isn't it yeah. is it isn't it i think they're still working on those contracts personally yeah. um so yeah there there are people trying to connect blade to the black knight um, is there a connection in the in yes the comics and no like okay. they've crossed paths but also. so has like pretty much everybody but if you think about it the ebony blade is a sword and blade likes his sword that is very true so there's that so my question is is blade like putting a team together because that's kind of i mean it felt very I, it felt very nick fury um you know because i i double taked because i was like that's not sam jackson like I know that voice, no. But it felt very much like Fury popping in at the end of a movie, being like, "Hey, bud, you want to join my team? Yeah, um, a little bit. You want to be friends? A little bit." Um, so they were both members of MI thirteen. Okay. So there's that, which was UK's paranormal agency. We just not to be straight confused to with MI six. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the paranormal agency, it's just Torchwood. Okay. I'm which Gemma Chan you will see coming up in uh in Doctor Who later I did just start season three okay she's Um, four I think okay I just met Martha yeah Martha Jones just met Martha Jones okay the the Christmas episode with Donna really confused me but I'm just going with it yeah um so I was like oh look it's Donna and then Donna was gone and I'm like what the hell yeah uh so just met Martha Jones um so there's that. But anyway, uh, so MI-13, um, it's it's Marvel's Torchwood, uh, but it's primarily led by Captain Britain. Yes. That's who I kept thinking um, Kit was going to be. So are they going to recruit Black Knight into the MI-13 and we're going to have Blade and Captain Britain? I don't know. I don't know either. So... Um, there's also some links to Secret Invasion. So this could go all kinds of different ways. Yeah, Secret Invasion is going to be interesting. Yeah. When is Blade set to come out? Let me oh, a thousand that. years from now. Um, and I know that we've probably glossed over a lot of different things in the movie. Yeah. But it was a lot. This was one of the longest movies since Endgame. Yeah. I mean, and they, it did a lot of fucking work. It did a lot of work in a very <laughs> short period of time, and I was very impressed with... I, again, I really need to learn to trust the MCU. Yeah. Um, but it's hard... Okay, but also, it's hard in my mind to reconcile that this is the same universe that has Ant-Man. Uh, that is very true. That is very true. I mean, I've talked some crap about Ant-Man <clears throat> in the past. I... He's fine. So Blade doesn't even have a, a director. It, they have oh, a rumor, they're not even they have there a rumored yet. director. Yeah. And so they don't have a date or, or nothing. Interesting. Okay. So that's too far down the road. Yeah. They're probably still writing the script as we probably. speak. Probably. Uh, well, they're also waiting to see how the fallout from. Yeah. Previous yeah, stuff, so. exactly. Um, I mean, I, I like Ant-Man just fine. Um, I've rewatched him a couple of times. And it's going on me. Yeah. And so. It's just a little more comedy than I like, which is fine. But I, I do kind of... But it's hard to reconcile. It's the same world. It is. and I. But I do respect that they're kind of trying to appeal to different types of folks with their different movies. But it's hard when they are all clearly part of the same universe. And that's part of the hook as well. Yeah. Because they... Uh, like, one of, my, one of my problems with Eternals was it didn't feel like it was in the same world as MCU. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm using Ant-Man as an extreme. Yeah. Because um, it's comparison. kind of on the other end of the spectrum. Yes. 
because um, Eternals is a lot more serious. Yeah. There wasn't as much of the, uh, there was some sarcasm and there were some jokes and there were some cute scenes. But it wasn't, it wasn't exactly. super quippy all the time. Right. It did a lot of heavy lifting. Um, so, yeah. But I, I liked it a lot better than I thought I would. So. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. That's all the real notes I have. Okay. On it. Um, do we before we get to feedback? Do we want to tell people how they can feedback us in the future? <laughs> how they feedback us? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's words. Um. Yeah. You I'm can... just happy the sound seems to have been fixed. <laughs> yeah. We. Um. I brought my mic. Yeah. We think it was a, a bum. Uh. Like a bum microphone. We have an emergency mic, and we think that, that was the culprit. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. that's on me. <laughs> uh, so we'll just go with it. Uh, so I did bring my mic with me. So hopefully that's yeah. uh, kind of resolved itself. So, um, yeah, we heard a lot of that from you guys. And we yeah. do, I mean, we really do appreciate it. Um, tell us about stuff like that so we can yeah. fix it. But, you know, go to if our we website. Can't fix it. Right. Go to our website. It's uh, .com. Um You can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, we're on Twitter. What's our Twitter? Random T Casts. Random T Cast, yeah. And Facebook, Facebook.com slash random T podcasts. So Is yeah. That it? Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's it. <laughs> All right. Um and yeah, uh if you guys are, are liking what you're listening to, uh give us uh some money. <laughs> to help pay for it <laughs> that was like, zero chill no chill no chill give uh, us some give money give us some money um it's on it's pinned on our socials on twitter yeah. and on facebook uh right websites uh, free. no it's not and we'll be coming up on our renewal um early next year yeah so um so there's that give us uh feedback yeah because no um not feedback it's not the word i'm looking for uh reviews yeah yeah uh on on your podcast provider of choice that helps other people find us as well yeah just you know click that four star five star you know yeah. whatever um yeah because sadly our, our ratings are kind of dropping just a little bit yeah, yeah. um because there hasn't been you know a uh, ton of content for a while stranger things next summer yeah next summer yeah yeah they've released all four um trailers now. okay i don't think i've seen all of them yet okay there's four okay there's one two three and four so they're out there check nice. those out um that's next summer um i'm so i'm got i've got to rewatch. i know same everything yeah because i have forgotten all but a billy apparently <laughs> um because that's just kind of haunts my dreams billy <laughs> hmm. haunts a lot oh of god that was so bad i mean he was great he was so yeah. bad yeah so yeah um any other I don't think so. Housekeeping. Our next thing is going to be Hawkeye, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, because it's a Disney Plus series, we'll be doing one episode for the whole just so first much. season. Uh, are we still going to do episode by episode for Stranger Things? Yeah, that's how we've always. That's how we've always done it. It could be another five years before we. We just couldn't one. commit to that on the Marvel because we tried that once and it was a lot. So much content on Marvel yeah. right now. Yeah, um, it's killing us. Because um, literally, it's, today is the 20th and Hawkeye comes out in four days. Oh, God. Yeah. Is that another Wednesday one? I fucking don't like the Wednesday ones. Loki yeah. did that shit and it threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. Stranger Things. I'm so looking forward to it. Witcher comes out next month, which we're not uh, podcasting now. No, but, but it's going to be fun and 
Ah, that's so pretty. That's one of those shows that we love too much to podcast. Yeah. I don't want to pick it apart. All right. So we've got uh, three emails. Okay. We're going to start with Jimmy, who literally emailed us on the 5th. Damn. Yeah. He he was right there at it. Um, Did give us a spoilers warning at the upfront, so I appreciate that. That was nice. Uh, He says, I'm absolutely swamped with nursing school. You go. That's awesome. You you get that degree. Proud of you. Yep. Uh, We got bullets. (gasps) Bullets. He says, I absolutely love Cersei, Makari, and Thena. Absolute badasses and such unique powers. Yep. Um, I loved how unpredictable the movie was. I did not see some of those twists coming. Same. Uh, Blade cameo, interesting for sure. I wonder if Black Knight will be in the Blade movie as well. That's also a possibility in Moon Knight, by the way, I think. Ooh, Oscar Isaac. I know. Ooh, he pretty. Uh, have you seen those previews? Oscar yes. Isaac in his yes. costume? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Daddy, sorry. Daddy, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Arrow showing up was a great touch. I like that. I wonder if he has something to do with Ego. Maybe Ego is different from other Celestials because the group of Eternals sent to his incubation planet broke free of the cycle. And maybe Eros was part of that. And Remember Ego, Ego the planet? was the planet. He didn't just incubate in it like a lot of the but celestials. i wonder if that was some kind of celestial seed mutation who knows interesting who the fuck knows because ego yeah kind of did his own thing and was going to colonize the world and again nobody stepped in no but the fucking idiot guardians no. like none of the other celestials they, may- they were like we're good we're gonna we're gonna just see how this goes maybe they just didn't think he was a threat because was he really <laughs> no uh he says finally i guess the judgment is the next big threat yeah because thanos is yeah gone. we didn't really talk about that like we mentioned that he he kidnaps <clears throat> the the remaining uh eternals on on earth and says that he's going to come back and make judgment yeah uh it says along with kang and wanda's breakdown and the multiverse shredding itself so yeah. there's a lot going on uh, there's here. a lot dr strange has got a lot of shit to clean up <laughs> no, poor dr strange which we finally got that trailer too yes we did um, so excited for what the next batch of movies has in store. Adam Warlock and Eros and Pip team ups, Captain Marvel versus Celestials. So much excitement. Eros seems so. like he's going to be a space asshole, and I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A space Definitely. Uh, okay, so this uh, following essay <coughs> email is from Morgan. Uh, hello, and welcome to my TED Talk. In this essay, I will. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, she says, I really like this movie. Good. Seen it four times. Damn. Can't wait till it's released on Disney Plus. I'm looking forward Same. to being on Disney Plus too. Same. Because I finally watched Shang-Chi with subtitles. Yeah. There's so much that you miss, honestly. Uh, she says, my opinion after the first watch was already favorable, but the second and beyond allowed me to see things I had missed before. Yeah. Um, that's always the way it is. Uh, the characters are the strongest part of Eternals for me. I connected to and understood every single character and got at least some of their motivation. I think Chloe did a fantastic job, and I hope they get her back to work with these characters again. The cinematography yeah. was beautiful, and everything was so colorful and bright. Uh, I could actually see everything happening, even in the darker scenes. Yeah. Like yeah. in the Amazon. Yeah, the, the cinematography was really good in this. Wait, she gives me phonetic. The Amazon and... Tenochtitlan. Tenochtitlan? That was the sack of the Aztec city. Yes. But she, she spelled it out that phonetically was nice. for me. Um, she says, I have a few criticisms. Oh, oh wait. I want to back up a second. Yeah. There was the scene in the woods at Druig's little camp, mm-hmm. and it was Twilight. Yeah. You almost never see them yeah. film anything in Twilight. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about that a lot. And it was beautiful. Lot. 
and you could see it though. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really well done. Plus, she knew how to light the brown actors to where they didn't just disappear in the darkness. Or, but they also weren't washed out. Yeah, exactly. It's so. like there is a way to do that, people. There is. Um, okay, so she's got a few criticisms. Go back and forth okay. whether Eternals would have been better as a TV series. Uh, TV series. And I two don't movies. trust them anymore to do shit like that in TV. Or even two movies back to back. I think the biggest flaw there wasn't enough room for everything they wanted to have in the movie and time it deserved to breathe and really develop. Uh, she says, I love the characters, but I'm, I'm definitely am left with a lot of questions about them and noticeably that some were better fleshed out and had arcs where others didn't and had their arcs conclude off screen. That's why I think like Makari, when I, when I mentioned that she wasn't in as much as I wanted her to be, I think you're right. We're going to, we're going to get stuff like that later. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully they did not introduce Makari as a, a deaf superhero, superhero, (laughs) and then throw her away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Morgan says the whole deviance becoming conscious plot line was so underutilized. They really could have left it out, and it wouldn't have made that big of a difference. Yeah. They could have left that storyline for another adventure. I do think they made pretty much all of the best decisions of what to cut and make the movie shorter. I cannot think of any other ways to tell the story they told. Although maybe they should have listened to the test audience and cut out some of the Cersei slash Icarus stuff. Um, yeah, okay. I could see that. Um, here's some goofs that she noticed. Okay. A lot of jarring discontinuity in how actors were posed from one shot to the next. <clears throat> see, I don't notice that stuff until I see it at home, usually. <clears throat> well, until you point it out to me, I don't really yeah. think about it. Um, I know it's not worth reshoot to fix those kind of things, but it happened a lot and was disconcerting. Uh, one time when Thena was talking about, was talking after her Mad Weary episode, there was one angle where her lips weren't moving. Ugh. Realize Morgan's seen this four times. We've not. That's true. That is very true. Uh, I know that superhero movies do this a lot, but the blatant disregard for the laws of physics really bothered me. <laughs> okay. And this is why I left this until the email. Okay. Okay. Tia Mutt only partially emerging would be a catam- cataclysmic, cataclysmic yep. local level event. Yep. No matter how soon they stopped it. And yep. you're absolutely right, and that really pisses me off. And not to mention, as far as they emerged, there is now an empty space in the Earth. What the fuck's going on with that? Well, like, he had to have cracked out of the yeah, bus. Yeah, like, and, like, and you said it when we were leaving like the theater. Like, he made it a decent ways yeah. out. Like, oh, we yeah. got a face, we yeah. got hands, oh, we got, yeah. like, you know... There's a, gotta be, there's a shoulder poking out. Yeah. And yeah. if that's never, ever fucking mentioned ever anywhere again in the MCU, I will be mad. Um, also, she mentions Ashram rolling up to the Earth. Yeah. Ro- Earth's rotation, the orbit, the moon's orbit. Yeah. And just be like, yeah. sup. Unless it was just a projection. Physics, physics, yeah. physics. Who knows? Uh, apparently she wasn't a fan of Pip the Troll CGI. I kind of wasn't either. It was a little off-putting. Um... It was jarring. It, yeah, and it was just like, all right. Um, especially because we've established dwarves and we had Dinklage not be CGI and now we have a C. And I know they're different because don't, Dinklage is... Don't. Can we just not talk about Dinklage? Because Dinklage is like, he, he was obviously <laughs> a large, large uh, compared to Pip. But yeah, fair. It, it, it was a little off-putting to go, wait, wait. I mean, now, I was so excited for Patton, a, though. Now, Pip is a troll. Oh, Pip's a troll, not a... Pip is oh. a troll. He is Pip the troll. Oh, I completely glossed remember over he, that. Remember, he was He's a... a different pr- species. He was a prince... That got... T- who drank oh, too okay. much of this particular alcohol. Still drinking. Got turned into a troll. Still drinking. 
So yeah. Okay. So oh yeah. It's troll. not like he stopped drinking, but okay. So that's two different. That makes him a little less terrible, but it, it wasn't great. But then again, that may be one of those things where, because we've seen in the past that some sometimes, and I don't, I don't know if this is the case now, and we probably won't find out until we do the behind the scenes stuff. Um, sometimes the end credit scenes are directed by other directors. True. So that could have been directed by, say, maybe James and, Gunn if they're going to be in Guardians or something like that. Wanna, we don't know. And if you want to bring up the shawarma scene. Yeah. Was filmed the night before the premiere. Yeah. Just pointing that out. Yeah. So. I have four of those Pop Funkos. Oh, my I've God. I've got two more they're coming. They're still releasing? Yes. I've got two more coming. Jesus. I, I'm still waiting on Black That's Widow. That's going to be a and big Thor. old set. It is. It is. I can't wait. Um, so overall, Morgan says. Movie was great. Well, I can understand some people's issues with it and even agree on some points. None of it ruined the movie for me. No. I'm excited to see all the characters again and hope that at least Gilgamesh will come back in the future. Uh, I know. I loved him so much. I heard the script writers have a prequel TV series pretty much ready to go. Damn. I'm curious if we'll get to see that. Only thing was stopping these characters' powers uh, very effects heavy. Hope we get it anyway. I need to know about all of them as individuals, the group as a whole, and their interpersonal relationships with each member. Because they could pick any time in their history. Oh, I know. It would be so cool. Like drunk history only. Yeah, but with Eternals. I love the idea of seeing history from another perspective. perspective. Same. From almost Same. Not, a, not omniscient, but yeah. outside yeah. perspective. Um. She said it could even retroactively make this movie even better, just like some of the movies and TV shows have done for other characters and storylines. Um, she also mentions the Bollywood scene. They needed something like this, and she gives some YouTube things, but she's just, I had Zemo. Yeah. Oh, God. I had Zemo. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so she, she, she goes through a character play-by-play play on her mm -hmm. opinions, and I'm going to just grab some of the best from each of them. Because okay. Because we, I know we're pushing time here. Yeah. Um, and they all have titles. Okay. She gave them titles. So Ajac, nice. uh, the ultimate mom and team leader that loves all of her ducklings, but still makes questionable decisions. She does indeed. It's a great character with some layers, but they didn't reveal all of them. Uh, was actually the first one to start questioning Ashram back when they were still in Babylon. Yeah. That's why she told Icarus she was trying to restore her faith in the plan by telling the most faithful person besides her about it so he could convince her that her misgivings weren't valid. That's a good point. She, that, that. And, and it shows that she understands all of them on a deeper level. Yeah. Festos, uh, mom's geeky younger brother, uh, <laughs> slash the gay uncle whose life is only together at his husband's insistence. I love uh, him so much. Cool powers. Was able to stall Icarus by himself. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he was. Um, the extra oomph when he made Icarus all the way prone was very satisfying. It really was. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, kind of reminds me from Loki when Loki was... Yeah. Anyway, uh, his arc from being enthusiastic to help humans progress to feeling like humans didn't deserve to be saved to finding a little bit of faith in humanity again in his husband and child was wonderful and devastating. Yeah. I'm just concerned that they're mortal and he's not. I know. Well, true. Uh, Sprite, the brat that hides her pain with sarcasm. Yep. So just happens to be the youngest against her will. Uh, the little backstabber. Uh, Leah McHugh was good in this role, felt her pain in her monologue. Yeah. Um, and they could see the signs on the second watch. Interesting. Yeah, I think I, I need think, to go back and look. I think that. she did a really good job for such a young actor. Um, oh yeah. To you, you believed that she was that old. 
Yeah, I could easily have believed yeah. that she was in her mid to late 20s yeah. as a person. Yeah. Uh, Sprite's desires are a little cliche. I'm not sure would have made it better other than a bit more foreshadowing. Desire to be human felt a little sudden, whereas her crush on Icarus was introduced early enough so that it made sense. Yeah. Um, what we did get has hilarious implications through though because sprite really did fuck around and find out i although i did when we (laughs) when they showed her at the at the party pretending to be the illusion of of, yes of a a full-grown adult Mm -hmm. i kind of got that yearning of like i wish i could just fit in in this you know circumstance but i can't sadness when she left yeah but also her uh like i i knew this was gonna happen yeah yeah um and Cersei said, oh, I forgive you for stabbing me, but now you have to go to public school. Also, good luck with puberty. Um, I need to show of this. Go seven- with Uncle King-O. <laughs> I need to show of this 7,000 plus year old being suffering, having to be around te- teenagers 24-7. I'm just like, can we not homeschool her at this point? Like, she can pass any test. I mean, maybe. Like, come on. But I guess she wants to have the experience, or they want her to have the experience right. of, you know. Uh, so Cersei, the emotional support middle sister, the humanoid uh, embodiment of agape. Okay. Um, she is the definition of unconditional love for humanity. Yep. She's a bit passive at times, but I like her. She's nice to everyone and cares deeply. I do have to question why she seemingly has no combat training. Sprite immediately arms herself after the first attack, so why didn't Cersei? I understand she's part of the thinker crew, but Sprite is too. Yeah, that so yeah. Remember that in, fighting in, in that first so, scene. Yeah, that fighting seems so anathema to her. Yeah, that's a good point. It is interesting. Um, different people think different ways, react to situations in different ways. Maybe Sprite grew to react a different way. She wanted to be more like Icarus, maybe. Maybe, yeah. And where Cersei was still being who she was, still focusing possibly. on, yeah. Um, so she jumped right into that first fight, so she's not opposed to fighting, so why isn't she better trained or have an emergency weapon? You're telling me Thena didn't at least get her a switchblade or something, because I could definitely see Thena getting her one and lessons in self-defense. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I didn't, I never really thought about how passive she was. Yeah. Uh, being addicted to a smartphone is relatable. <laughs> so much. Says the person who's reading this email. On a smartphone. Off of the phone. Yep. Um, Icarus, the perfect loyal soldier and the eldest that can keep a secret but is very traumatized. Yeah. Dude may have some mommy issues. Oh, yeah. Kind of an arrogant ass. Even Ajax had to tell him off once for thinking his opinion matters all the time. <laughs> he is also a whole dork for Cer- Cersei. Yeah. Uh, I actually feel really bad for him and how things went down from his POV. Listen, he was not wrong. Neither was Kingo. No, King- no. Because Kingo was like... You're both, you're, this is, I'm tapping out. Yeah. And I do not, I did not blame him at all. And he wasn't shamed for it. No, nobody shamed him for it. Because at the end, Cersei and Sprite went back to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. He was like, I I love you all, but you're wrong, but I don't want to hurt you, so I'm going to. Yeah. And he wasn't saying, he wasn't saying, I think it's cool what the Celestial's doing. It's just, I don't see what we can do about it. Yeah, there was a, it have, was it I was literally a no-win situation. Yeah. yeah. Um all right, so back to Icarus. He was just here to do his job and love his partner and then mom had to ruin the whole thing by letting him <laughs> in on the secret. Uh, a week before the mission was complete, his mom suddenly changes her mind about the whole thing. Oh, that's an amber alert, isn't it? Yep. Sorry, guys. 
Yeah, we just got an emergency alert. Okay. Officer injured. Okay. Jesus. All right, that's not near our area, though. I don't know where Livingston is, it's, but all right. Uh, that's a 334 number. Okay, cool. Okay. So. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Wow, that was fun. It was loud as fuck. I was like, is there a tornado? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, back to Icarus. We're returning to our Ooh. regularly scheduled weirdness. Because I don't think I can edit that shit out. Nope. Um, okay, Phil's the only way he can continue to be faithful is by getting her killed so no one else can hear yeah. of her plan. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, though. Uh, he's devastated by this, and the rest of his family come to the same conclusion as his mom, so it was a waste anyway. He felt guilty about trying to kill Cersei to stop the emergency for allowing it to happen because he couldn't stop her that he flew into the sun. Yeah. Never had a chance for things to go well for him after Babylon. It's honestly sad. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but like you said, uh, he oh, may or may not be okay. back. Who There's knows? so much more here. Um, we're going to skip the couple part. Uh, Dane, the token human boyfriend that's weirdly okay with everything. <laughs> maybe because he's got weird shit he 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 knows he knows there's some weird shit right involved with the sword uh gilgamesh the softy second eldest brother who will kick your ass if needed and whose love language is food i love him so much everything about him was great we need more of him his yep. teasing of everyone made him so soft uh, yeah Athena, the badass older sister with trauma tm yeah but she loves her family does not want to hurt them and or the rich posh auntie yeah hey auntie <laughs> uh, she was a beautiful fighter. The powerful grace to her movements was captivating. And all of her jumps had a ballet-like quality. I to really them. liked the the sword and um, spear combo mm-hmm. of her uh, fight style. It was really cool. Um, it seems that Thena takes the existence of deviants personally because she really just wants to fight them and protect her family. Uh, and Thena petting the iguana was cute. <laughs> yeah, she's very much warrior. Yeah, um, she is purely. A warrior and Gilgamesh was a caretaker, which I thought put a very interesting spin on their relationship. Yeah, like he would fight. Don't get him wrong, but like that wasn't his primary drive. Yes, uh, Kingo, middle child syndrome. Oh yeah. Um, Please pay attention to me. Definitely an attention seeker. It's not yep. a bad thing. Just funny when you think of the family dynamics. Most definitely. And a I love child. that he's posed as three generations. Four. Four. Yep. Great grandfather, grandfather, father. That's four. Uh, Was screaming internally and a little out loud when he not only said BTS out loud, but a BTS song was playing on the plane. Yep. Um, Apparently, Chloe is a BTS fan. Also, apparently, there was Cap's uh, USO shield on the plane in the background. Yes, it was. Uh, The dance number was a little underwhelming for Bollywood. That is true. But then again, you've got somebody that's not trained in that. Like, he, from what I read, he... uh, he oh, was concerned yeah. about how that would get pulled off. Yeah, that he was not a dancer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she said, it annoys me at first, but I actually like the fact that he stuck to his morals and sat out the final uh, fight. Yeah. Uh, wanting to complete the mission you've had for over 7,000 years, but not wanting to fight your family over it is such a nuanced and valid position to It is, take. it is. Because it's not just the can we can't we win but just i have to i have to potentially harm my people yeah well he doesn't want to hurt his family that was his biggest yeah problem i'm not hurting you guys um so karun the entirely too uh too unconcerned with his safety human yeah uh, he's the best 
uh, thinking Kingo was a vampire and trying to stake him was honestly valid. I've apologized for that so many times. They have to release the Karun cut. God. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. His endless supply of cameras. Oh, my God. So many. Um, him thanking the Eternals for all they had done to help humanity was wholesome. Yeah. You have a very angry family, sir. It's a real issue. <laughs> uh, Druig, the pain in the ass younger brother because his feelings are a pain in the ass. I love uh, him. I wrote a bunch of stuff but decided to delete it because I'm so biased over Druig. That's fair. Yep, yep. I have uh, a lot of feelings. I'll just say I never become so attached to an MCU character the way I have with Druig. Okay, one comment, the way he bodied Sprite with that rock, though, was kind of hot. Not going to lie, I do feel bad for Sprite, though. Makari, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the adventurous younger sister that will be stealing some shit, but is a ray of sunshine. Yep. She deserved more time in the spotlight. Yeah, she, was she did. a good actor, won me over immediately. The fact that she used her voice for the first time in 30 years or so for this movie makes Makari scream even more Oh, special. wow. Wow, I didn't, I didn't did know, that. know that. Yeah. Uh, she's still a bit of a mystery. I'm curious to find out more. Yeah, I definitely want to see more of her. Why was she hoarding all that stuff? Why did she want the Emerald Tablet so much? Why did she stay on the domain yeah. instead of living out in the world? I need answers. Yeah, they didn't. Again, I'm really hoping they give us the more. The Emerald Tablet was just brought up repeatedly, but we were never really told much about it. Um, I was kind of skipping over the couple stuff, but I've got to go the Drug Makari. Uh, Drukari, I believe. <laughs> uh they give off a very light, very loud bi power couple. They That's, do indeed. Yes, they do. Yep. Um, Druig being her interpreter on humans was sweet. Um, yeah. If you don't tell, I won't tell. Is <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. I think everybody loved those two together. Yeah. Uh, same. So okay. Uh, forgot to write this part up. The diversity in this film was so refreshing to see. It made. Even made narrative sense, even though it shouldn't need to, to be worth it. And we yep. got more than just a racial diversity. Yes. A deaf character, a gay character, someone that could be considered disabled because of her PTSD. Yep. Definitely a step in the right direction. And anybody that, that calls it, quote unquote, forced diversity, um, it is because our default is white men. And yeah. we're more realizing, like... Which we did still have. Right. Which They were still represented. Which we have to make a concerted effort to include different voices, different perspectives. And again, like you brought up, we didn't have a lack of white men. Mm-mm. We weren't all no. of a sudden, well, they're not represented. No, they're there. And they're there and Feige's there. Like... Feige's got you guys. Don't <laughs> worry. And so, like, that, I don't like it. That's why I don't like people being like, oh, the forced diversity. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, come on. You, it's fine. If if you don't think we need it, you're represented. Like, we've always said that. If, so, you, if you don't miss representation, then you're being represented. Yeah, so shut up. Which is fine. Um, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, we had white male characters we had white female characters we had all of it we yeah. ran the gambit yeah this is what diversity looks like yeah so all right so finally michael yay aloha ladies <gasps> michael he says i could have sworn i sent in feedback for what if so apologies for that you do not have to it's apologize cool. it could be um the Gmail internet might have eaten, eaten it, it. Yeah. i might have accidentally deleted it and not realized it because i have to keep our email clean yeah I, who knows um he says any way to answer your question about the ship name ship name for natasha and peggy it's obviously naggy oh my god obviously obviously Nagy. on to eternals 
It would have been very hard to adapt the Jack Kirby version to the screen. I'm kind of glad they didn't try to. I had heard before seeing the movie that it was a Chloe movie first and an MCU movie second. Okay. That's interesting. I'm glad I am not saying her last name because I can't pronounce it, by the way. Chloe Uh, Zhao. Sure. (laughs) And I'm glad I went in knowing that. This primed me for it being a bit more mature movie and less quippy than we usually get from Marvel. So I didn't get the disappointing shock that many viewers seem to have gotten. Yeah. The MCU movie I would most closely compare this to is Captain America the First Avenger. That, too, was a more serious tone. That's true. I think that, like that movie, Eternals will age better over time once people get the fallout from this first outing and have more tie to it. Yeah. The other have thing, more buy-in with the characters from other iterations. Yes. Uh, the other thing I see it getting roasted for is being too, quote, woke. Yeah. Because having a diverse cast and characters that aren't heteronormative is way too much for some people. To them, I say explicative off you neckbeards. Yep. Like Black Panther did for blacks, African-Americans and Shang-Chi did for the Chinese and other Asians. Eternal gives swaths of people, heroes they'll be able to relate to. Yep. I'm happy for the South Asians that now have Kingo and the deaf that now have Macari yes. and the gays that now have Fastos and the Latinos that now have Ajax. And I'm yep. a firm believer in the notion that representation matters. It does. Okay, let me step down from my soapbox and talk about what actually happens in the movie. <laughs> we love you, Michael. Uh, the movie had a huge task of introducing a large ensemble of characters, and I think for the most part it succeeded. Mm-hmm. Most of the motivations are clear, even the twist. Some of the relationships building suffered, though. Like Icarus and Cersei seemed to be gathered just for the sake of the plot. I didn't feel the chemistry between them, personally. I, I agree. Yeah. I it, it, it was more shown than felt. And it was just like, all right, right. whatever. Um, there it was almost more told than shown. Like, like they talked about it more than they showed it. Like he's so in love with her, but he also really kind of doesn't get the whole human fascination thing. Right. So like, that's such a big part of who she is. Yeah. Um, he says there wasn't much there to hang a romance on. Yeah. The same with Makari and Druig. Their flirtations may have been too subtle to foreshadow their later attraction. Yeah. I just, I kind of thought they were, at first I was like, oh, they're adorable that they, it's, uh, that they're like brother, sister kind of. I got a, a little lot bit of them more, but I think, it, I think it's more laying groundwork for future. Like Gilgamesh and Thena. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Poor Sprite just got a romantic interest revealed by Kingo's exposition dump. Yeah. Even the two best relationships, Gilgamesh and Thena and Phaestos and Ben are just, just are. There's no build up to either. I'm immensely happy, though, that they didn't sexualize Gilgamesh and Thena's relationship. Given her mental state, that would have been creepy AF. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also you could interpret that either. You can interpret Makari and Druig either way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that. Uh, the Celestials come off as huge D-bags, which is kind of comic accurate. Yeah. Like many all-powerful beings, they're surprisingly inept. It's like those animal population controls where they send in a predator to cull another species, but then the predator got out of hand and they had to send in a larger predator to cull the first set. I do wish they'd gone a little more comic accurate on Ashram's appearance. Kirby Celestials vary dramatically in appearance, but the living Celestials we've seen in the MCU all have the six-eyed look of Esson, the searcher. MCU's exceptions are nowhere. The floating head in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And yep. Ego, the living planet. Yep. Although since they've used the comics Earth-X version of Celestials just stating inside of a planet, 
I can now head canon that ego just never left the womb. Yeah. God. This is getting too long, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> I'll just dump here some random thoughts. Okay. I was surprised they eliminated two, possibly three characters in this movie. Corun was the heart of this movie. Yeah. God, Mar- he was. Marvel made a great bad Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean... <laughs> I mean, I, it's not I, wrong. Do I, do I call you Clark? Oh, can we just talk about the running joke that they were all friends from college? Yes. Oh God, that was so it's great. Like it's like just, I, from, from college. That's like they just knew. Yeah. Just gonna call it friend from college. It's yeah. so ambiguous. Yeah. Um. Okay. He liked how they portrayed Macari's speed power. I don't think the eternal knowing American sign language isn't. A plot hole, I chalk it up as something else they feel like serendipitously passed on to humanity. Yeah, I feel like that that was my thought immediately was like, well, Macari created or at least had a hand in creating um Exactly different signs of uh different forms of sign language throughout the history. Uh, and the fact and the fact that they showed she could hear the feel the vibrations, mm-hmm. that was really interesting. Too. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Feige having to clarify that it was Blade's voice in the end credit stinger was a huge cop out. Either show the character or have him transform wielding the blade. Yeah. It, uh, and the only reason I, cause I, I did think about that cause I was like, you coward show him. I think that this is in so early production. They haven't finalized his look yet. Possibly. And they learned from Captain Marvel. You gotta do that. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, you gotta so, be careful with that. So I think they learned from their mistake there. That's That was my uh, thought on it. Right. Uh, he says, understand the real world practicality of making Sprite human so they can in- reintroduce a grown version later and have the same actress, but I wonder how she'll restore her powers. It's the MCU. They'll find a way. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know if Makari is a kleptomaniac. I kind of, you kind of got think that maybe. sense. Yeah. I think maybe. Shiny things. She's a magpie. Faso's power, or she's protecting them. Yeah. Faso's powers in the final bow- battle were impressive. Yeah. Um, the Mad Weary seems like a pretty plausible side effect of multiple mind wipes. And, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of years worth of memories. It's not just a lifetime or two. No, we're talking million. Yeah. Because yeah, they were on Earth for 7,000. Exactly. Go so, back to the last five planets. That's a lot done. to cram that's into like any brain. 35,000 years worth yeah. of memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's like when you're trying to reuse um, a memory disk. Yeah. Eventually, it's a just thumb like, drive. I can't Eventually, it's anymore. like, no. Yeah. And you have to reformat it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they were talking about doing about her. They were going to reformat yeah. her brain. Um, he says it was adorkable, to, and that's the word he uses, adorkable to see my oldest son's girlfriend squeal at the reveal of Star Fox and who was playing him. <laughs> Pip looks a weird, bit weird, but he does yeah. in the comics. Uh, Patton Oswalt as the voice seems pretty spot on. I love Patton. I know they try to stay detached from the larger MCU, and in the context of the movie work up until the birthing starts, I don't care how busy the other heroes are that would have gotten their attention. Yep. I, I And that's always my, my big issue with these kind of movies, is always like, it would hit a certain point where the Dark Elves are crashing into London that somebody would be like hey, maybe we should go help Thor. Or, hey, there's a big giant celestial coming oh, out. Let's go help these assholes. We need to go see what the hell is yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Bruce Banner was had some instrument somewhere going, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Um, he says, I hope we get to see Gilgamesh and Ajax somehow in future movies. I'm Same. pretty sure we'll see Icarus again. Yeah. Um, the beach scene is quite possibly the least sexy scene ever filmed. <laughs> 
any complaints and quibbles aside, Chloe made a beautiful movie and blew open the MCU's cosmic options. Yeah. Over, overall, I really like this film, but can readily admit that it's not as fun as most MCU movies, but previously stated, I think it will age well. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good point. It's not as fun. Uh, I'm sure I could probably think of more stuff to ramble on about, but you don't want a four-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, cheers and stay Jarvelous. Oh, thank you. Jarvelous. So, yeah. All right. That's that's all the feedback we got, which was a lot still. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm kind of tapped out, man. I know, right? It was so much in such a short period of time. It was. It was a lot. But it worked? I think, I think so. I would say yeah. I would say worked versus not worked. I think it definitely worked. I mean, I'm going to watch this several more times. Yeah. Same. Full yeah. same. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, any other final i don't think so yeah okay all right thank you for listening guys